Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. It's Poetry Superhighway Live. Welcome to the May 2010 edition of our monthly spoken reading sponsored by the Poetry Superhighway, hosted here on Blog Talk Radio and emceed by me, Rick Lupert, the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway, sometimes in front of it, sometimes uh, off to the time. Uh, you might hear, uh, you probably won't because my phone isn't really all that great, but in the back there's uh, kind of off to my left in the back of the uh, Poetry Superhighway facility here, there's a guy with a uh, lower cleaning up the uh, the backyard, and there's some raking noises in the front that you, that you might hear if you listen close enough. Um, I just, I, I thought it would be appropriate for me to reveal to you that most of the Poetry Superhighway's operating budget <laughs> uh, goes to landscape and gardening of the Poetry Superhighway. So now you know. So call in. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. It's uh, time for you to step up to the microphone in the form of your telephone and share poetry with the rest of the world. And in fact, I got an email from the rest of the world uh, yesterday, and they let me know they'll be listening. So this is really a great opportunity for you to share your poetry with, with a potentially large audience consisting of billions of people. Uh, anyone who has internet access can be listening to the show right now. So, so put on your best tie, uh, wear underwear if you want, get out of home, and, and, and let's hear it. Call in. A few things going on in the Poetry Superhighway, I thought I'd tell you. Uh, we just started accepting sponsors for our 2010 Poetry contest. I think it's the 13th year that we've done this contest, and uh, you can read about the you can read about it online. You can sign up to be a sponsor as well uh, using the online form. The way it works is you you read all the details, you decide what it is you'd like to donate, you fill out the form, and that's it. You're in. So why sponsors? Well, when we first started the contest, I thought wouldn't it be nice to give the people who win the contest a nice package of prizes beyond the entry fees that are collected. And so I put out a call for sponsors, and many people responded. And in fact, starting with that first year of the contest, so many people responded that I was able to not only supplement the cash prize that went to the top three scoring poets, but I was able to give every single contest entrant a prize just for entering. And this is now the 13th year of the contest. All 12 previous years, we've been able to do the same thing. So I'd like to keep that up this year. Uh, if you've got a book of poetry, if you are someone who runs a, a print magazine, you offer a subscription, you have services, which would be of interest to poets, maybe it's artwork, maybe it's a subscription to something, who knows? Uh, if you've got something you might want to donate, sign up to be a sponsor. You get some cool stuff yourself as a sponsor. Your your name or your organization or your website, depending on how you sign up, is listed as a sponsor of the contest. It's on the top of, of every every page, every web page that, that has something to do with the contest. You will get a free classified ad in our classified poetry and writing related classified ad section, which as I'm sure you all know, goes out to everyone who reads the Poetry Superhighway newsletter in our classified section every single week for the duration of the contest, which is roughly mid-July through October or so, which is when the contest begins to uh, a couple weeks or so after the uh, announcement of the winners in October. I don't have the exact calendar down yet for this contest because we're just uh, gathering sponsors at this point. But that information will be a forthcoming shortly. So you get all that. Uh, you get your classified can also be posted on the online classified section. And the newsletter, which your classified is included in, by the way, goes out to over 4,000 people on the Poetry Superhighway list itself, as well as the many places which the weekly newsletter is posted. It's sent out to a number of other poetry and writing related um, email newsletters and it's sent out to newsnet news groups. It's 
really widely distributed. So being a sponsor of our contest, you really get quite a bit of stuff, uh, as well as you help us continue our uh, policy, I'm not sure that's the right word, of giving every single person who enters the contest a prize. So that's, that's more for people who are considering entering, but uh, every single person who enters our contest every single year, even if they score in last place, gets a prize just for entering. So that's the contest. You can sign up online by uh, what is the noise out back is just too much. I'm gonna have to turn some more here. I know in front of you want to hear leaf blowers in the middle of someone else's poetry. Unless you have a leaf blower related poem, in which case it's quite possible that you might want that leaf blower sound to augment to enhance your your poem. Let me know because if, if you're calling in with a poem and I see several callers online, you you if you happen to have a leaf blower related poem and you'd like that, just let me know. I'll, I'll open the door again. Anyway, so I told you about the contest. A couple other things. I just I this is kind of a personal thing, I guess. But I just redesigned my website, which is poetrysuperhighway.com, the place that you get to before you actually click into the Poetry Superhighway website itself. It's orange now. Uh, it uses a more modern structure, layout, navigation, etc. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, you don't have to call in, and, and I don't, we don't really need to spend time on the air lauding me about my website. But if you have any comments on it, uh, send me an email or something, and I'd be happy to. Really, I'd be happy to hear what what people think. Of, you know, when you put up a website, as I'm sure many of you know who run websites or or, or do any kind of art, uh, it's uh, one thing to just put it out there, but it's uh, it's another thing to know what people think about it. It makes you feel a little bit less lonely after in the world. So check it out and uh, give me some feedback if you can. All right, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Thank you all for being so patient as I rambled through all these announcements about leaf blowers, wakes, and my personal website. Our first caller is, let's see, from the... 863 area code. I'm sorry, 863 area code. Hello. Um, hello. I'm Rick Lupert. Uh, this is Noreen Ann Jenkins from Lake Wells, Florida. Okay. Hi, Noreen. Okay. Hello. Um, okay, I'm doing fine. It's raining out here. Mm -hmm. Well, make sure yeah. you, uh, you uh, wear rubber suits if you go outside. Yep. Okay. Um, the, the, yeah. the poem... Um, the poem I have to, today to read is titled "Life is Like a Book." Okay, um, life is like a book. If we could put our whole life in a book, no one would want to read every chapter of our life. Some would want to rip out some of the pages of life and cast them into the deep blue sea, and then some of the other pages of our lives. We want to cherish and treasure them forever. But one thing that is unique about our book of life, it has no end even when we die. Each and every one of us mingles into someone's book of life. Whether it's pleasant memory or whether it's hell of a memory. Remember, in one way or another, everyone's book of life is interesting and not a hundred percent boring. That's what makes us unique. That was it. Fantastic. Noreen, uh, thank you very much for calling and opening up the show today. Okay, um, uh, thank you for having me. And can I tell you my website? Announce it. My website is, okay, noreenandjenkins.webs.com. Great, and there's uh, people can check out more of your poetry, etc., on on that website. Y yes. Okay, great. Well, okay. Uh, Nori, thanks again for calling in. Good to hear your voice again. Stay dry out there in Lake Wells, Florida. Okay. Um. Thank you, Rick. You have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. That was uh, Noreen Ann Jenkins, a regular caller, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. But uh, you should call in too, regardless of whether it's raining. Now you know you can call from outside. Uh, if, if you're on your cell phone. You, you don't need to be inside. 
Unless it's raining in your area. But uh, on the other hand, I don't really have a problem if you're calling in and standing in the rain. I'd like I'd like you to do that. So if it's raining in your area, please take your phone outside and, and call in. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. I'm moving along to our next caller from the 908 area code. Hello. Rick? Yes. Rick, do you hear me? Yes, Rick? I do. Oh, okay. I have a friend of mine. He has a mansion in Sacramento. He's here for a short visit. Hello, Rick. Remember, coffee is not a drink for pussies. It is a serious beverage commitment. Anyway, <laughs> this is David from the lush, rolling, radioactive hills of Newark, New Jersey. And I had a, a piece... Uh, uh, I I was fortunate enough to get this particular piece on the uh, uh, Day of Remembrance uh, edition of the uh, uh, newsletter, the the e newsletter. So uh, I'm going to read it. Okay. Sounds great. It's called Yom Yom Hashoah, and uh, my. Uh, my past studies in Hebrew have come in rather handy in, in this particular piece. Let me just tell you a couple of the terms. <laughs> the, the, the Hebrew word for the wine is poured, the Hebrew expression, and mizokayayin, and the haruach, which means spirit, and nishama, which is the highest level of the soul in uh, the teaching of Tanya. So uh, here it goes. Mezokayayin, uh, <coughs> wine is poured into vindictive ruby chalice. Mezokayayin, bitter herbs are thus fleshed out upon the land. Mezokayayin, night of long knives stabs us in darkest deepness. Mezokayayin, seeing not our haters as we huddle in cattle cars. Mizokayayin, wine is squeezed through hateful press which sucks out life. Mizokayayin, it is our life through hopeless veins which begs for ending. Mizokayayin, not legal to be what we are and have always been. Mizokayayin, against the law to be a Jew, we are thus all guilty. Mezokayayin, wine is poured out, never to leave, reach our needy lips. Never again can we ignore the holy teachers of Nishama and Haruach. Never again can we crush glass with naked feet and not spill wine. Never again can we dance hora to not smell the virgin pungent flesh in cinders. Never again can we spurn the deal to make the law our convenient little shiksa. Never again can we face our hateful selves as filthy klipa. Never again to pour oblations to worldly queen of mighty pride and mammon. Never again to dance jigs and hops and skips of coolest ritual. Never again the pitiful dying plea drowned out by hollow banter. Never again to sell sacrificial wine poured out as genocidal nectar. David, well done. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for sending that that piece in, and congratulations on getting it in the It was it was an honor. Thank you so much. Uh, just just uh, one more. Kripa is also a teaching in, in Tanya. It refers to an ill wind, a bad spirit, an evil spirit. So there's, um, uh, and shiksa, you know what that is. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Shik- I do. Shiksa, shiksa is kind of like, um, well, in the good sense, it refers to a, a non-Jewish woman. In the bad sense, it refers to a, a slut. So it's used in two ways. So uh, we'll be careful how I use it from this point on. Um, uh, and so you you've got a friend there from uh, Sacramento. 
just one one quick thing. Very very. Uh, no, I'll, I'll save it till next time. You go on to the other callers. Probably why. <laughs> I always appreciate your participation. Thanks again for calling in. Thank you so much, Rick. I'll talk to you next month. Bye-bye. All right. Sounds good. That's uh, David Nuttis calling in from uh, the Rolling Hills, the lush Rolling Hills of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, 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 another repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. We'd love to give you the opportunity to share your poetry uh, with our audience, uh, with the other poets, with people who aren't poets who might be listening. All shows are archived online. Uh, in case it's the middle of the month and you realize you need a, an auditorial poetry fix and you don't feel like leaving the house, uh, go to our Blog Talk radio page. Actually, you can just go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, click on PSH Live, and right there, there's a little player where you can listen to many of the past shows. You can also subscribe to them uh, using the RSS feed option. You can subscribe to it as a podcast on podcast on iTunes and other things as well. So all of that information is listed for you on the Poetry Superhighway Live page on the Poetry Superhighway website. Check it out. Uh, David mentioned that his poem was featured in our recent Yom HaShoah issue. Yom HaShoah is Day of the Holocaust. That, that's what it means in Hebrew. It's a, an annual remembrance day for the Holocaust for, uh, from a Jewish standpoint who, who were murdered and, and from a more global standpoint for the many more millions of people of all backgrounds who were murdered during that time period. Every single year we publish a special issue of poetry from people who submit work specifically on this topic, whether it's a response to the Holocaust or it's uh, a narrative piece, it's a memory in some cases. This is our 12th issue. If you click on Past Poets of the Week, Past Poets Archives in the main Poetry Superhighway page, it's a four down. We published it April 19th. It was up the week of April 19th through April 25th, and you'll see right there the fourth item down, 12th annual Yom HaShoah Holocaust Remembrance Day issue. This year it featured 26 poets from all over the world on this topic. You know, typically we only put two poets online every week, but for this particular issue, just open it up to a lot more than two. You know, I think it's important enough as a topic uh, to keep awareness of it alive and in the forefront of, of of everyone that I suspend the regular submission guidelines in terms of only accepting two poets. If you, you know, normally we have a guideline which says that if you were a featured poet once during the calendar year, you can't be a featured poet a second time. I typically only publish uh, individual poets once during the calendar year, I won't even accept submissions from poets, no matter how much I love their poetry, if they've already been published that year, they have to wait till the following year. But for this issue, I suspend that, so if you were published in that issue, you can be published again if you had, hadn't previously been published in 2010, etc. And all of this is, again, because I think it's just such an important issue to, to keep alive, to keep in the forefront of people. So you can read the, the 26 posts there by clicking on that page in the Past Poets archive on the Poetry Superhighway. All right, again, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Love to hear from you. Our next caller is from the 614 area code. Hi. Uh, hello, this is uh, Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you couldn't make it last month, so we uh, we did were able to play your your spoken word track. Thanks for sending it in. Oh wow! Well, thank you. I actually uh, listened a couple days later, and I discovered that you played that. I really appreciate it. I had a uh, work event that I couldn't miss, but I still wanted to kind of be there in spirit, at least. So there I there I was. There you were. 
we were volunteering to do like um, timekeeping and door duty, but we ended up judging um, some of the bouts. And um, I think one of the individuals in our bout went on to the finals. So it was a really interesting experience. Uh, we just have our regular uh, poetry nights going on right now. And I think what's going to be happening is a couple of the venues are going to be slamming off to have someone represent them at uh, individual the World Poetry Slam. And then later in the summer, early fall, they're going to start slamming off to send a rep to the Women of the World Poetry Slam in 2011. So that's the long and the short of what's going on in Columbus. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that the, uh, the dust has settled in, on the uh, Women of the World Poetry Slam. That was a good experience all around for, for you? I would say so. I got to, I got to hear a lot of of uh, female poets that I had never heard, um, some that I had heard of but had been waiting to hear. And I just, I mean, there were a lot of dynamic and, and performers and some very good poetry on the stages. So as judges, it was hard for us to actually judge and figure out what a 9.4 is versus a 9.6 and so forth and so forth. The, contest, the um, poets made it difficult for us to judge, which is actually a good problem. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Well, great. It's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You've been talking about that the last uh, few months, and uh, and uh, good to hear sort of, a, I guess, the epilogue of, of that experience for you in, in Columbus. By the way, do you have a website or something? I, I don't think you've mentioned that in a while. Um, well, uh, do you mean me, or do you mean uh, Columbus Venues, or what? I mean you, personally. OK, actually, I have two now. Um, the first one is ravenswingpoetry.com. That's my primary blog off of which I publish my poetry and I publish announcements about what's going on in the Columbus poetry scene. The second blog, which I just started earlier this month, is called uh, Woman with Asperger's. And it's just simply womanwithasperger's.wordpress.com. And I'm going to post both of those URLs in the chat room. And the second one doesn't focus so much on poetry, but just my experiences with discovering um, Asperger's and just the various aspects of it. And I do have some poetry on the site. So I'll post both of those links in the chat room. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, Nicole, thanks as always for calling in. Glad you can make it back this month. All right. Well, thank you. Take it easy. That's uh, Nicole Nicholson, uh, yet another one of our regulars calling from Columbus, Ohio. You can see if you've listened to the, the show so far, that really we don't have any style preference or restrictions whatsoever. We I really welcome any kind of style of poetry. There's no content restrictions. The mission of the Poetry for Highway is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. And through that, as someone who is who pays attention to it, you will, you know, perhaps learn about new things that you didn't know as much about in terms of styles or, or individual poets or the way to write particular things. And you may love something new that you never thought about. You may not like something that comes up. And that's, that's all cool. It just helps inform uh, you as a poet, as to, uh, you know, help form your poetry identity, basically. So please do call in the number 646-716-7362. Or of course, you can click on the click to chat button on the website or call in via or any of those other things, uh, please call in. I've got a caller right now uh, from Skype, I believe. Hi. Hi there. How are you? This is Lillian calling from Canada, Lillian Bremen. Hi, Lillian. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Always love your show and your newsletter. I always uh, read that from cover to cover, so to speak. That is, that's great. I'm glad that you have that available for poets. I'm going to have to actually put a cover on it now that you've had something, just to uh, you know make that comment legitimate. <laughs> right. Okay. Where, so where, I'd like. To... Oh, Go yeah. Ahead. So, but where, where in Canada are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from uh, BC. Uh, so, for those of you who aren't aware of where that is, BC is the south westernmost province of Canada. So it's located right above the Idaho-Washington border area of the United States, if you're familiar with that area. Cool. Yeah, I'm actually not. I know where it is, of course, but uh, I, you know, we're thinking of heading to the uh, eastern end of uh, Canada this summer for a trip. So I was just uh, curious if you might have any uh, insights. But uh, 
Very cool. Our, our first international call of the day, per se. Ah. Uh, so you you also are a Blog Talk Radio host, is that right? Yeah, I sure am. I uh, run a show that's called Conscious Discussions and another radio show that's called Authors Read. The, uh, are they, Authors Read sounds like it might be of particular interest to, to this audience. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Oh sure, that? sure. Actually, both of them would be interest of your of your um, clientele because Conscious Discussions does interviews with uh, publishers and editors and writers and people involved in the literacy organizations and youth literacy and those kinds of uh, genre as well as other conscious living topics, including uh, green living and alternative energies and things like that. Uh, Authors Read is where we feature authors, uh, writers of all genres, so storytellers, playwrights, poets, uh, children's writers, what have you, will come in and they will read an excerpt from their published work and that gives them the opportunity to reach an international audience with their own words in their own voice and sort of presenting their work in the way that they wanted it you know, to be heard so, or, or you know, to be interpreted. So it's a really interesting opportunity for all of us. Very cool. And did, did these broadcast at specific regular times, or how do, how do people know when to tune in and participate? Okay, well, they can listen to the archives anytime, just like with your radio show. Uh, my radio shows are on the very same station as yours, blogtalkradio.com. And uh, Authors Read airs usually every Monday, Friday, and Saturday, whereas Conscious Discussions usually airs Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays, and that's every single week. So, and the archives go back into, well, for Conscious Discussions, they go back into 2007, and for Authors Read, it goes back into 2008. So there's lots of material there for people to access for free. Wow, that's cool. So you, you're doing a show almost every day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> busy girl. <laughs> that's uh... I, uh, you know, I'm only doing this once a month, and I, I know the, you know, the, the weight it has on my Sunday in terms of just making sure I, I'm here and, and just scheduling it amidst the other stuff that's, that's going on. So that's, uh, that's uh, kudos to you for putting all that work into this. Oh, thank you. So what do you got for us in terms of poetry? Okay, well, uh, you were saying in the chat room to choose one of the two that I wanted to read, so I'm going to choose Graying. It's written just recently, February. It's, it's totally unpublished, fairly brand new. And it is about um, struggling with writing at a time when I really needed writing as a tool to deal with the passing of my parents, and it's called Graying. Graying, stringing hair, flattened long and untended, hands, coffee, sweat, slick as memories flit by like flashes in a lightning storm, angered by the loss of a tool used to spark newly discovered memories, hazy and, and faded or, or fill gaps of time to uncover misunderstandings and shed this pain of mine. How I long to call and chat just, just one more time, saddened at faults in me, Unraveled by the grief, errors glowing, lighting up dark tunnels of the past. Yet there's an understanding just the same, forgiveness and acceptance, a letting go, and embracing the reflection of mother's traits in me. Hmm. Are you a mother? No. Well, at least you have the mother's traits ready to go. <laughs> yes. Do, do you um, do you participate in uh, any live in-person readings in your area? You know, I don't do too much in regards to live audiences, but, you know, I'm appearing on radio shows and podcasts fairly regularly uh, reading from the poetry, you know, which is quite interesting. When, when the book was, my uh, book of poetry, Towards Understanding, was first published, uh, and I was doing the marketing part of uh, being a writer, of course, for that book, uh, with poetry, you really need to read excerpts from the book when it comes to interviews or presentations of any kind. And that was fairly new to me. And I had uh, difficulty in 
separating my emotion of the poetry at the same time as being able to, you know, put the right inflections in it at the right time and presenting it to the audience. Meaning, uh, you know, if it was a poem that had a powerful emotion to me, I wouldn't get caught up in that emotion when I was trying to read it, get all teared up or something like that. So that took practice and time and, and effort. And, and over time, it, I was able to learn how to present writing in such a way that, um, uh, it, it had uh, meaning and personality to it, not just droning through the words like, you know, monotone or something, So, which I think is really important to learn how to do. It's really helpful to have shows like yours where you get to hear all these different author or writers uh, sharing their work in their own voice. Learning how to present work is, is really helpful for the author. Yeah, I think you're right. Do you think, though, if, if the emotion that sweeps you away during a reading that, that that takes away from the reading, or does it have the potential to add to it? It has the potential. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say it has the, it has the potential of um, adding to it, but if you get too taken away, such as it's something that gives you a lot of grief or you're, you start crying, that's not really a good thing. You don't want to have uh, raw emotion being shown on stage. At the same time, you want to let them feel what you're feeling about that piece. So finding that tender balance is, is um, a challenge at first for, for people who aren't used to presenting things like poetry. I just, you know, if, if you're ever at a funeral where people are speaking or, you know, someone is speaking at the end of their time at a place and they're giving farewell remarks or you know, th those kinds of times to speak in front of people have the potential to be emotional for the people listening and in particular for the person speaking who realizes, you know, you really come to this moment where it's, it's so poignant that someone is gone or that your time at this place is ending and, and you might cry, you know, it might it, it might interrupt your planned presentation, your planned rhythm even of the piece if you've thought that much into it uh, to because that's just how emotion works. And I I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing if it happens. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, all right. So you don't um, you don't have the chance uh, very much. And I was just wondering, you know, you're doing a lot on online and on radio shows and such. Because sometimes people are listening from other parts of, you know, there might be other people in, in in your area of the world who might not be aware of a particular reading or something in their neighborhood that they might be able to participate. Are you aware of anything that happens in your community? Or am I putting you on the spot? Uh, yeah, there are a couple of uh, places for authors to present their work. In particular, there is a writer's group that meets, uh, I think, once a month, if I recall correctly. It's a fairly new writer's group, and it's a group of, uh, in our area, mostly uh, elderly individuals who are just delving into their dream of writing, so they're getting together and inspiring each other. That's the uh, uh, group uh, focus from what I understand. Um, there's also the local library has a, uh, I think they call it a media room where they have people come in and do presentations and it's a great place to meet with other authors, other writers as well. It's very easy to set up your own group and organization in your area if you haven't already got one or one in a genre that you would like to have. Just get in touch with your library, to, uh, talk with them about you know booking their media room. It's almost always uh, free, and then you just advertise in your local publications, your free publications or newspapers and newsletters and what have you, and uh, let them know that you're that this uh, you know event or workshop or whatever is happening, and people will come on in, and and that's a great way to get started if you haven't already got one. Cool, that's good advice. Um, and Lily, thanks for taking time out of your day for to uh, call in and participate in our show. And you, you certainly could have used a day off from radio today. Oh, thank you. It was great being here. Cool. Lillian Brummett calling from British Columbia, Canada. A repeat, another repeat offender, though. She hasn't called in in a while. You can check out her website at brummett.ca, B-R-U-M-M-E-T dot C-A. She's got some of her poetry there. I'm sure there are links to her shows and things like that. Uh, there's a woman with 
with um, a great presence on the radio, on the internet. I, I, like I was mentioning, we do this show once a month. She shows every day you can participate in. So definitely look her up and, and check out uh, the things that she's offering as well as her own work. That's the Brummett.ca. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. One other thing is sometimes people mention links and things like that, website addresses when they're on the air, and very often those are posted in the chat room. So if you're listening, you can click on the chat room icon and see the conversation, and you can, you can actually get right to those links and, and visit them immediately if you would like to. If you're listening in the archive, I actually I've never tried this. I don't know if the chats are archived in connection with the show. I, I don't think they are. So if you're listening in the archive, I guess you'll just have to rewind the feed and listen closely to what those links were. Moving on, our next caller is from the 760 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. It's Patricia D'Alessandro calling from Desert Hot Springs. Hi, Patricia. Welcome back. Thank you. I want to know if we're permitted to read only one poem, or can we read two short poems? Well, I guess it depends on how short. I typically limit it to one poem, but I've only got one other caller on the line at the moment. So if they're fairly short, we might be able to squeeze it in mm-hmm. uh, on how much we converse about other things, but uh, let's hear your first poem. Yes, I'd like to read one from my latest publication, Pox Bobiscum, Anti-War Poetry Collection. I'll be flying to Sacramento next Friday for reading at Underground Books in Sacramento to have a book signing, and I'm very happy about that. So this poem was first published in Because People Matter in Sacramento, Summer Edition, 2005, but it certainly has held all this time, and I'd like to read it. The title is Diagnosis. It's a sonnet. Cold banks of bodies clutter Earth's terrain, and more will fall before new rains begin. There is no need There is no end to war when life abstains from teaching hearts to love and halt this din. Cruel marches on the plains of bitter truth proceed despite the clang of peaceful shouts against the roar and rumble so uncouth, this apathetic world so fond of doubts. We now are spinning toward the spiral's end. Can we be ready when more wars will come? When peace pervades our thoughts, sweet hope we send to hang above each beating of war's drum. Our children are the martyrs of our time. This cancer is malignant, not benign. Great, Lorraine. Well, that's a you. Uh, you you read from this this book, Patricia, last last time as well. I think this is a new publication, right? Yes, I read uh, from the book. Yes, last time as well. The uh, bearing bearing witness from Moisha Feldman. Right, right. That was the piece that we had also in our Yom HaShoah issue, I think. Right. right. Uh huh. And when is your reading in Sacramento? It's on the 22nd, May 22nd, but I'm flying up a day early. So and anyone listening who, who wants to have dinner with you the night before then should know, be aware of that? Yes, I've alerted most of my friends. I used to live in Sacramento, and we're all meeting at a Chinese restaurant to have a little poetry discussion, and I'm very happy about that. But I wanted to say that the um, this book is my seventh poetry collection, And um, I came to poetry late in life, after age 50, when I went back to college. And the professor kind of of tapped into my latent talent and brought it out. So I've been in workshops and studying ever since. 
Well, that's wonderful. I, I don't think it's ever too late to do anything. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Rick. It's never too late. Uh, the other poem, the other poem, if you have time to hear it, is from another one of my books called Familia Amici con Amore, which has to do with the history of my Italian American background. And um, this was a trip back to the village where my mother and father came from in Italy. And so uh, it's just a short poem, if I'm permitted. But you know, I know oh, yeah. you. You're pressed for time. Okay? I, I, think, I think I can squeeze in. Go ahead. Okay. It's called ARC, A-R-C. In Bella's Guardo, tears glisten on a glide down my cheeks, walking through the church of St. Michael the Archangel, resurrecting scenes from my childhood church in Pennsylvania, and pan the ceiling for that time when I was too young to understand this spiritual connection. I hear children singing in the choir loft, and the priest is saying mass, and I am surrounded by deceased family members holding the weathered hand of my nona Petronilla, whom no one will talk about. My guide, Francisco, accompanies me, and noticing my frayed emotions, gently taps my shoulder, whispering softly, Sangua de sangua, blood of our blood, walking slowly arm in arm to the back of the church, warm morning sun, a corona on the pews, melds me to my ancestors, and my nona Petranila, my nona never known. Nice. Very very well done. Glad you got the chance to read that, Patricia. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Rick. Have a safe trip to Sacramento and the best of luck with your book. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Patricia Alessandro calling from Desert Hot Springs, California, heading out on a mini book tour to Sacramento to read from her book, Poems Against War or Anti-War Poems. I forget how embarrassing she's gone on. But, uh, Look her up. I'm sure you can find it. I think I said this last time she was on. All uh, good war poems are anti-war poems. So there you go. I don't know what Chinese restaurant she'll be having dinner in the night before uh, her reading in Sacramento. But if you're in Sacramento and you can smell people talking about poetry mixed in with Chinese food, I'm sure that's where she is. So there you go. And check out her reading the next day. Moving on, we've got a caller from the 208 area code. Hello. 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 Hi, Rick. This is Gary Hello. Jacobson. Hey, Gary. I, uh, I'm the, uh, I write about Vietnam. I'm a uh, disabled okay. combat veteran of the 101st uh, Air Cavalry. And, uh, okay. I'm calling from the southeast Idaho. And I, okay. I've lived here for about 30 years now. I'm from Oklahoma originally. Okay. Well, I've, I've uh, for uh, for years, so I, I, I'm, what a great opportunity for me to hear one of your poems. Let's let's hear what you have. Okay. Would you like me to read now? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, the poem is entitled "My Thousand Yard Stare." I sit at a table in the middle of the day, looking out my window, not a lot to say. TV blaring, newspaper in front of me unread. People see me, think I must be dead. Talk to me, walk by me. I'm totally unaware, because I'm back there, at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Carry on my backyard, again sweating hard, up over the mountains, across the deep blue sea, where again, Nam waits every day for me. Again, loaded for bear, I'm back there at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Every day, every night, reliving deepest fright, with my very soul eternally fight, the eternal fight, time after time, an exhausting combat rhyme. Doesn't anybody for me care, here or there, at the end of my thousand-yard stare? Hand me a bottle to drink away my sorrow, because I don't want to go back there tomorrow, but 
I will. Oh, I will. Though dread does my heart fill, I go there every day. Though God knows I try not to in every way. For sometimes life is hard to bear at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Listen, did you hear something? Something is rustling, something moving. What's that in the tree line? Past that Thunderbird whine. Did something behind that bush move there? Please, Lord, I don't want to go back there, back to the end of my thousand-yard stare. Were we wrong or were we right? I still don't know. Either way, I still had to go. Doesn't matter, we still had to fight, giving our all in heart-pumping might. We had no choice but walking the park from dawn to dark, humping, sweating, grunting, thinking of dying. I couldn't then, but now I can cry with the eternal question, why? Why did our Vietnam's fragrant fabric of life tear at the end of my thousand-yard stare? And once again on combat patrol, going crazy in this jungle hell-ho, again fearing my old friend death, afraid to take a deep breath. Let someone hear me that's trying to kill this infantryman once again primed to kill. Don't touch me unless you too want to die out in the killing zone, again far from home, lost and so all alone, watching friends bleed and die there, wondering why is it not me back there at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Then I see him, hovering in jungle-like dam, grinning grotesquely, hideously at me, my Viet Cong brother, causes an involuntary shudder, for death once again rides sweet and sour air at the end of my thousand-yard stare. My heart floods with anguish that years cannot extinguish. My sanity again I relinquish, seeing again the man I killed so long ago, grinning so, my erstwhile foe, waiting for me back there at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Did I really kill him, or did he kill me? And my PTSD is so hard to see. Will he finally set me free from my daily tour back there to the end of my thousand-yard stare? Is that old Viet Cong haunting me, or am I haunting him? Will Charlie this time lay blood spill on the ground? Will I fall without a sound? Again, suffering despair at the end of my thousand-yard stare. Suddenly, again, there's smoke. A deafening roar that the dead awoke. Comes a pungent smell, that acrid smell of death, reminiscent of hell. And yet again, he's lying on the ground, without a sound, without a face. No more his family to grace. Again, there's a tear in my eye as I silently wonder why this man had to die. Forlornly, horribly, moldering in his grave back there. Why is it not me back there at the end of my thousand-yard stare? Hours later, I'm back at my table, back from a world grisly unstable, back from my thousand-yard stare, but I know he's still waiting back there. Of this, I'm certain, for I'll see him tomorrow. When fever winds blow, again I'll cry. Maybe this time, I'll die. Why, Lord, can't I contented be in the arms of the lofty mountain safety, the purple plains majesty, home again in the land of the free, in the loving arms of my family, why do stresses of non yet bind, embedded in my fevered mind? Why can't I give it a rest? Didn't I pass the test? Why do I have to go back where men hate me there, intently try to kill me there, at the end of my thousand-yard stare? When you see my thousand-yard stare, you'll know I'm back there to face another dawn. Will you miss me when I'm gone? That was long, but that's the end. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a lengthy piece, but that's okay. Um, uh, I, I want to get to another caller, but I want to um, very quickly ask you, in your area of the country, is, are there any in-person poetry readings that you participate in that you can give us a shout-out about? Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm not too much affiliated with other groups of poetry. I uh, have gone with a number of uh, instances where the, they have the visiting wall that heals, a replica of the Vietnam Memorial Wall, 
in different places. I read my poetry there. Uh, I'm invited a number of places like that. Um, this uh, June 2nd through June 4th, I'm heading from Idaho back to uh, uh, Minnesota, which is a reunion of the 1st Air Cavalry Division. And uh, I'll read some poetry there as well. And uh, so it's mostly uh, affiliated with veterans groups, and I read at schools. I read at, uh, at veterans uh, institutions. Great. Well, Gary, I'm, not I'm, I'm glad that after all these uh, years, I finally get to hear you read a poem uh, and uh, call in again, okay? I will do that. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, and, and good luck to you in all your uh, your poetry travels and for uh, keeping the, the, the memory of, of Vietnam alive in, in your work. Thank you, Rick. My pleasure. That was uh, Gary Collins from Southeast Idaho. I've got just a few minutes left. I'm going to try to squeeze in one more poet here from the uh, 386 area code. Hello. Hello. This Hello. is Noir How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Where are you calling from, Noir? I'm calling from Central Florida. And, Central Florida. Uh, yeah. um, I'll try to get my piece in on time. It's called um, End Time. Is there yet time to speak of time in an ordered manner of being? None I'm afraid, and sad to say, neither forthcoming nor foreseeing. For time is not a ruler, not of men or measure, not a constant tick, tick, tick. No, time is a cup of fresh milk spilled with a careless wave by a fledgling deity laughing in a high chair. Fluid runs this way and that, quickly here, not so swiftly there. Fluid flow ever outward. And in a second thought, seconds after, should God bound from infant throne to see sense live more closely this, the limb outstretched to touch white noise may lack the smooth and pudge of youth. Rather, the asking hand has come to wrinkle wither and gray, has come to foster time's dismay. Such is the nature of time. Good time, bad time. Free time, sad time, no time. Time is black gloves raised in angst while millions more give thanks. Time is jet fireball on Tuesday morn when warnings met with scorn. Time is bared cell on death row when DNA proves it's not so. Time is clueless toddler's wave, restless near his father's grave. Time is black hood on saint's head while crimes against God are red. Where did our where did our balance disappear and leave seesaws in shadow? Our days are stuck in our midair. The ageless star child views our lives curdling on a kitchen floor. Dregs of human kindness spoiled, graceless roles played evermore. Soon there'll be an accounting. The honor of man wanes, distorting our state of being. All is now concurrent. The heinous turned pedestrian lets men wive little girls, makes genocide policy. Watch it all on Fox News. I can no longer, I can no longer be part of this merry-go-round. I'm ghost when the music stops. I need time to end. And that's the end of that piece, and... Loved it a little bit, but I sort of like it. Well, uh, good. Um, uh, it's funny that you, I was wondering how long it was going to go because I didn't want to have to interrupt you in the, in the middle of your piece about, <laughs> yeah, about, about time to, to say the words, oh, we're out of time. Uh, we, but um, I'm so glad you called in, Noah Hempty. I saw you posted a website in the chat room. I'll we'll just mention that really quickly. It's myspace.com slash Noir Hente, uh, really, really quickly, is there, are there any readings in Central Florida that you participate in? You want to mention one really quickly if there's something? Uh, usually, sometimes I get down to Austin's Cafe and Winter Springs on Wednesday nights. Uh, you can find what me city there is that? every once. It's Austin's Cafe in what, what Winter city? Springs, Florida. Winter Springs, okay. Yeah, usually Great. they have readings every night, Wednesday night, especially the third Wednesday of every month. Got it. Cool. Month. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Please call in again. Good to hear your work. Thank you. I, I will. All right.
That was uh, Noah Hente calling from uh, Central Florida. Just 20 seconds left. Thanks to everyone for calling in. Again, I want to re-mention our, our uh, call for sponsors for this summer's poetry contest. You can click on the link right from the front page of the Poetry Superhighway website if, if you've got something that you want to donate. Thanks again to everyone for calling in. Our next show will be in about a month. It will be June 13th. Have a lovely rest of your day. Bye, everybody.